This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. So we are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra. This is verse that we'll be doing. It is uh, Sutra twenty-five onwards. Verse twenty-four, where he talks about the kind of love that uh, a paramar has. So the happiness which is got in the material world is not the same as the spiritual. So we are going to do from verse that is Sutra twenty-five onwards. Now this is a very important verse for those who follow the various paths which are different. So Sutra twenty-five from the Narad Bhakti Sutra. the supreme devotion that is bhakti is indeed as a technique even superior to the path of action that is karma yoga the path of knowledge which is gnana yoga and the path of disciplined contemplation that is the raj yoga so if we take these three yogas into consideration which is followed by a lot of people these yogas are in no comparison to bhakti marga the love and devotion is the highest path ever given by anybody so we are going to understand why this is so the technique is superior to the path of action in the bhagavad gita sri krishna first talks about the path of what is called knowledge or sankhya yoga or gnana yoga so the path of knowledge is a very difficult path because there are too many options that we have to first meet you know like criterias think about it what are the criterias that are there it is the birth that you have taken the kind of place that you are born the time you name it you know it has got so many criterias for passing before we can go on to the path of gnana the path of knowledge is befuddled with too many complications knowledge is more on the lines of the bookish recitations or sometimes in the past where it was transmitted from one to another by means of ashruti ashruti is where the guru passes on the knowledge to his disciples through verbal verbally there is nothing written as such because remember during the olden times nothing was written and it was said that if anything got written it was supposed to have lost its little charm that was there or the spirituality that is there so it was more or less considered that you don't have to write it you have to by heart it you know very well what kind of a memory we have we don't even remember what we have eaten in the morning today if you just have to stress your mind too much oh what did i eat in the morning you don't have any clue about what happens a few days ago you will say oh i remember this happened but then you are not even sure and think about what might have happened thousands of years ago do you think that there is anything that will remind us of that the knowledge path is having too many difficulties because of this reason it is not it's not possible to 
remember or do anything with the words that have been given. Just a small letter here or there can change the entire meaning of what is being said. If I have to, just for example, if I have to call on Hari, oh, Hari is Vishnu or Krishna, let us say. And if I have to call on him and I just am reciting it too fast and instead of saying Hari, I say Har. I am calling on some other God. Har is Shiva. Doesn't it become very tough because if I am trying to call on one and I say somebody else's name, it is tough. There is going to be a problem there. So the path of knowledge is so difficult. Recitation is more difficult than that. The exact ucharan, the way in which you pronounce the words, it is not possible in today's day and age to even pronounce these words clearly. Forget about the path which talks about how they have to be done. There is a vidhi. You will find that this vidhi is completely forgotten. If you have some kind of a puja at home and if you call the Panditji and you say, okay, sir, I want to do this. He will ask you, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? And sometimes you will say, sorry, sir, I forgot to get it. You forgot to get it. Oh, you know, uh, I don't have, you know, honey at home. But there must be some honey which was left behind, you know, from our food. And the fellow says, okay, get it. This is a shortcut method. We have too many problems in that methodology. The kind of flowers, the kind of offerings, the kind of things that are needed are never found. Interpretation is a very big thing again. I will tell you one very funny story whereas interpretation is concerned. There was a great saint called Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Now one day he took a verse and started reciting and explaining. And he was explaining to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is supposed to be the avatar of Sri Krishna in this millennium. And so when he started explaining, reciting and explaining, he could do about a few times. And then he asked Chaitanya whether he could explain the same. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started explaining it. And incidentally, the whole explanation was going in all different directions. But every explanation, every exposition that he gave was valid. It was adorning that particular verse so beautifully that finally when Bhattacharya he had to bow down to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and take his blessings and say, I'm very sorry. I did not know who you are. Now the verses that need to be taken into consideration may be just recited like a parrot. But the, does anybody know what are the true meanings of those the words that are written, hardly anybody understands. So the path of knowledge is an extremely difficult path to follow. There are too many do's and don'ts in this world. And the too many do's and don'ts cannot be followed. 
man itself is a contaminated person by by nature he cannot think straight also even the clothes that have to be worn have to be pure the purity of mind is a secondary thing imagine the clothes whatever that they use the words the diction everything has to be correct which is very tough it's not possible to have so even sri krishna in the bhagavad gita says that this path is not as superior as the next one so which is the next one the next one he says is the karma yoga the path of karma at least you are doing something but how does a person do he is always bothered about results man always focuses on the results first which you are not supposed to if you are a karma yogi your job is just to do the work and not focus on how things are done and how they reach a culmination point you are not even supposed to bother which is tough so in the material realm today how difficult it is to even follow the path of karma while performing one karma yoga a particular action a person can trigger off a whole load or a pile of karma which nobody understands how does this pile of karma carry out it is just like the virus today i mean just imagine in a closed room in delhi in a building rather there were thousands of people who were gathered over there this one person might have been breathing and that breath could have been carried on to the next person and it went on and on and on and literally everybody was affected by it suppose there is an aircraft in which one single patient is having that disease that particular virus in him what happens to the entire plane the plane load of people then have to be confined everybody has to be tested you know the aircraft carrier the entire aircraft carrier which started from guam it has been quarantined because more than 100 people were affected by this virus so think even if there is a one carrier that carrier can affect millions i am giving you this example to tell you how karma is affecting everybody the karma yoga is not so easy and simple as it looks like karma yoga is a difficult path by itself the thought of even earning money cannot come i am going to get some money out of it no you cannot say that my family has to be fed that also you cannot say work for the sake of working has to be done and there should be no focus on whether the end result is positive or negative how do you know what is the result going to be you may try very hard in doing some job but is there a guarantee of reaching some destination there no you cannot even say that so a karma yogi should never be focused on the end result and this is the bane this is everybody has to go through this 
I am writing my examination so that I can pass in flying colors and then I can get admission. A student thinks like that. The mother and father, they think that, oh, my wife is pregnant. I wish that she could have a very good baby. You know, her birth, the birth of the child has to be perfect. How do you know that? There is no way of knowing any of these end results. Nobody can understand the end results. They are very difficult to understand. Well, when I tell you a story in the end, I am going to tell you about results and what is how these results affect everybody. So let us move ahead. So the karma yogi has a difficulty. Now the cascading effect of karma is going to affect not one person but everybody in this world. I want you to think very carefully. I gave you the example of the virus. Now think if you are to perform one karma. Let us say you are the boss of a company. After a lot of contemplation, you're thinking and then you sack an employee. If you sack that employee, you may say, you know, his family is going to get affected. Maybe, you know, he will find another job is what you're thinking. You think that the karma is only with that one person, only with that one individual. No, you are affecting a whole load of people which you don't even know. I will give you how this cascading effect of karma works. You sack one employee. On that employee's salary, his family is dependent. Maybe his old parents are there. Maybe he's got wife and children. Maybe he has got some friends or some relatives that are staying with him. He may have a maid servant. Let us say that month he is not getting the salary or he is getting sacked. Because he doesn't have the money, he cannot pay the rent. So the landlord is getting affected because the rent is not getting paid. The grocer who was getting money from him for buying the grocery or the milkman, he is not going to get the money. Naturally, this person is going to try some other method of trying to get the money from somewhere to buy his groceries. Maybe he'll take a loan. But the money which was supposed to come from his company is now coming from the loan company. Or from some friend that he has taken the loan from. So isn't that friend also affected? The grocer or the landlord was dependent on the money which came. He was supposed to pay the electricity bill or the telephone bill or this bill or that bill. The grocer who was supposed to get the money from him was supposed to buy grocery from the wholesale market. And the wholesaler was supposed to buy from somewhere else. The supplier. The supplier was supposed to buy from the say farmer, whoever concerned. The entire supply chain is affected. Everybody is affected. He is not able to pay his EMIs. Now he might have bought a phone or something like that. He is not able to pay the EMI. So the car company, the bank is affected. The bank doesn't get the money. Now you keep on going in this very long chain and see for yourself. Then you will come to know that just because of one objective not getting reached. That is paying this money, paying the salary to this person. Or you have sacked him. The whole chain of karma has got created. Are you not responsible for all these things? Now you may say, why should I be concerned? Sir, you are going to be concerned. Because you will have to incur that in some life of yours. 
you will be the receiving end and he is going to give that to you. And then all these people that you owe, you don't even know whether you owe them that. Do you know that you owe that person's landlord? You have no clue about it because you have never bothered to find out. The children's fees never get paid. Got it? So the karma is literally cascaded into very big pile. Everybody gets affected and nobody is left out. It is just like the coronavirus, one person just sneezing somewhere. The whole plane load or the whole you know, city gets affected. There is a lockdown because of one person. How many people are affected in India? You may say a few thousands. No, it's not few thousands. Just few hundreds might have died. I wouldn't know the figure as of now. But those are going to affect us. Now, very funnily, the place where it all started, the figure that they have released is 2,545 people affected. They died. That is what the figure has been given. But the British Prime Minister and there is a whole load of you know, data that is circulating all over the place says that there are eight crematorias in Wuhan. And in one place the total which they did was over 40,000 plus urns were delivered. So where is 2,500 and where is 40,000 urns? You know, urn, how it is delivered, you know, after the dead body is brought to that place, then you burn it. Then you take the asti and put it in an urn and you give it to the person so that they can do whatever that they wish to. Maybe they will bury the urn or something like that. We really don't know. Now, these crematorias are burning bodies left, right and center. So what is the truth? Is it 2,500 or is it 40,000 plus? Nobody has any clue. Now think about what I said. The karma that is associated with this. One bat. Just imagine somewhere one bat was eaten. And billions are affected. So karma is exactly like that. So those who are the followers of karma yoga have absolutely no clue how this is going to work. You see, even if you have a guru who teaches you the path of karma yoga and he says and gives you very clear indication how this can be eliminated. The elimination of karma can happen by means of what is called as nishkam karma. The action that we do has to be nishkam. Nishkam which was doesn't culminate into further karmas. That's it. So that you can get out of the system. That is the idea. How many would follow that? Hardly anybody understands. And those who understand also commit the errors along the way. So it is very tough. So karma yoga by itself is now eliminated. Now we come to the third path. And this path is of path of disciplined contemplation. Worldwide, worldwide. It is literally like this coronavirus only. Everywhere in the world there are yoga studios. And what do they teach? Yoga. Contemplation. Meditation. Forget about those who teach yoga. There are even the Buddhist institutions 
they also tell you about contemplation you please contemplate meditate all those people who have joined this satsang please think about what i am talking do you really believe you can contemplate and meditate on anything narada understands very well you bring one very beautiful woman in front of that person contemplation goes out of the window narada experienced it all right narada's story is also very colorful one of these days i will tell you that story also contemplation sir nobody can contemplate and if you think that looking at all those beautiful women performing yogas in all their leotards or whatever you call it yoga pants you are going to do exactly like that you are completely off your you know whatever the 25 paisa brain that you have you don't even have that much left you can't do it sir best thing for you to do is join a gym maybe you will you know develop some muscles i mean i look at all these arnold schwarzeneggers and all those guys you know the rock you think he does yoga well he is a billionaire and he goes to the gym so i am not saying that this path is not good narada is telling you i am just reciting what he is telling you and by the way this was also conveyed to you by krishna krishna also says the same words what are you thinking contemplation zero contemplation man will have and you see all these guys who you sit you know like this they must be thinking you know what is the what lunch i am going to eat and what dinner i am going to eat they are thinking of that only it is not i am deriding this path nobody in this world can overcome their mind forget about meditation you see if you try to meditate also meditation you are going to try very very hard very very hard really i'm not joking you're going to say mm, i'm going to think of nothing om and this and that oh you try all your stunts possible contemplation one corona virus comes in the air and you are gone all your contemplation goes out you understand what i mean by corona virus you know not this corona virus but one thought one stray thought entering your mind oh today i have to submit my papers i should have done it you know before 12 pm in you know before that 12 in the night i have to submit are you contemplating what are you contemplating submitting papers the funny part of it is let us say there is one great guy who is playing you know all drums or something like that or maybe he is playing the music you may think that oh he is playing it and he is so lost in it he knows exactly when to stop and the funny part of contemplation is do you know when you started contemplation yes i sat for meditation at 4 pm and i got up at 4:45 i did 45 minutes sir in contemplation you are not supposed to know the timings also you got it and that is the reason why he says the path of disciplined contemplation out of the window don't even dare do that path because it's not going to help you one whatever you say that is wrong number two whomsoever you are following also that fellow also doesn't know because they are lost in their own world the yoga studio people are interested in minting money and making a name for themselves if you are going for some retreats and all that forget the retreats retreats is also about meeting people and making money there is no contemplation going to happen your contemplation is going to be oh i just want a break for a few days what break you want to reach god you are not there to take a break okay 
contemplation can never help you reach god anywhere now who is talking this narada okay i am just interpreting what he is saying he is very clearly said that and by the way krishna is also going to say just wait for two more verses to come you see if i say so it may not affect you okay but if tomorrow narada comes and tells you knock knock who is there narada don't do yoga sir is not going to get you anywhere oh is that so how did you know i was knocking you are not in contemplation that's why got the answer nobody is in contemplation so don't even try this raj yoga is very good to you know get some degrees and some nice citations saying i was doing yoga i 10000 people sitting over there doing yoga doesn't happen ask narada so he says which is the superior path the supreme devotion is indeed as a technique superior to path of action path of knowledge and the path of disciplined contemplation why there are no pre qualifications you don't have to sit in one place over a yoga mat number 1 number 2 you don't even have to be comfortable you don't even have to breathe you can do your normal breathing also nobody cares you don't have to remember anything you see when you have to do your intelligent yoga whatever that is you know it is basically the path of jnana you have to remember too many things sometimes you get a virus in the system and you don't remember half of the things only you know not this virus the other one in the computer you get virus no so in your brain also some virus will come and you won't even remember half of the thing and you will say something completely different have you noticed how you do your prayers first you will take the name of one god then another god then another god and another god and then another god it is supposed to be done in a sequence sometimes you forget the sequence and you go from one god to the last fellow and then come to the second one then come to the fifth one ah you don't even remember so memory loss is there continuously so intelligent out of question so he says this path is difficult you don't need to remember anything you don't even remember you know even if it doesn't matter even if you wear some fancy clothes or don't wear any fancy clothes he doesn't say you have to take a bath you can be the dirtiest person on earth also and you can go over there there is a very beautiful story of shankaracharya short story that's why i'll put it in the middle over here so this story goes like this one shankaracharya he was taking a bath in the river okay and there was this ugly looking person who would come in his way so every time when he first looked at him and he crossed his path shankaracharya said oh my god this fellow is coming in my path i will go and take a bath once again so he went and took a bath once again again when he came out he again crossed this fellow it went on for two three times you know finally he gets very upset with him he says what is this why are you coming and disturbing my you know whatever this you know i have to take bath every now and then you are from a low caste you are so ugly looking dirty fellow so the person looks at him and says those who are lost in the self those who are lost in the self don't even need any of these things you are not lost in yourself sir this person corrected shankaracharya shankaracharya suddenly his eyes opened and he said oh my god this is the right thing the self is never affected and this like he said chandala chandala is a lower 
कास्ट पर्सन ही इज टेलिंग मी दिस ट्रूथ सो ही बाउस डाउन एंड टच इज द फीड एंड दैट इज शंकरा हिमसेल्फ Lord Shiva is standing over there and he is reminding Shankaracharya ki see you forgot it is not that you to take a bath or wear fancy clothes and clean your body and this your mind itself is dirty when you are doing this kind of you know thinking that i am from a low caste i am from a high caste and this is there and that is there the self is pure and clean you are already clean so on the path of devotion there is no such thing the gopis when they were running towards krishna some of them their sarees were all falling apart some of them were wearing only one earring some of them had put one tikka and the tikka had come like this it did not matter nobody cares on the path of devotion how you are dressed what you are doing whether your words are correct or not correct you see when ramkrishna parmahansa also when he used to do these devotional songs and all that sometimes he never even remembered the words in a very beautiful example that he said you know he said the word was matahati the word was matahati when you got intoxicated by devotion he forgot the word and instead of saying mata hati he said hati 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 and after that he forgot even hati and then he said ti 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 see <laughs> so in the path of devotion it really doesn't matter there are no qualifications required you can be the simplest person from the roadside it really doesn't matter so did you get it there are no qualifications no sitting down in one place no by hearting anything actions can be performed whichever way you want it doesn't matter if you put white flower first or something else or you do the aarti first and then you put the flowers it really doesn't matter god is only interested in seeing your devotion and your love he is not interested in anything on the path of devotion I suddenly remembered one very beautiful story which happened in the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, by the way, there are lots of people who are not able to join the satsangs on time because you are in different time zones. All these satsangs are there available online. They are there on Facebook, they are there on all kinds of channels, they are there even as a podcast. If you are going to any podcast also you can google krishna knows you will get the podcast so got it so don't worry even if you miss the story just now no it really doesn't matter okay you can listen to it later on also so okay that was this part was sponsored by krishna knows is like that you know it's so funny to say that <laughs> okay coming back to the story of uh, chaitanya krishna chaitanya Now Krishna Chaitanya was one day so much lost in love for Krishna. He was Krishna himself, by the way. So he was lost in the love for Krishna, so much intoxicated that he walked to the Puri temple, Jagannath Puri. I'm sure you know that in Orissa. So when he went to the temple, there is, you know, outside. outside the temple there is a statue of garuda all right now the whole place was overcrowded with people and there was this lady who was so intoxicated by the lord jagannatha that she climbed on top of the statue that pedestal on which the statue was she climbed on top to see jagannatha statue over there one of her legs was on the shoulder of chaitanya mahaprabhu he is an avatar of krishna one leg was on his shoulder other one was on that pedestal over there and she was trying to peek and see the beautiful aarti that was going on over there so at that time chaitanya mahaprabhu's 
assistants you know they all they came together and they saw this woman had climbed on top of the shoulder of chaitanya mahaprabhu they were very upset chaitanya mahaprabhu looked at them and said no don't do anything after some time the lady got down and she looked at chaitanya mahaprabhu and she said i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and she bowed down at her feet and everybody was cursing her how can you stand on top of his shoulders but when chaitanya mahaprabhu was asked he said you know what i really love the devotion this woman had for jagannatha and i will do anything for her if i have to carry her on my shoulder also i would have willingly done so devotion is such a beautiful path let me tell you you hardly even can say mata hati you may just say ti so there are no pre qualifications in the path of devotion you just have to go mad with the name of the lord devotional path is so beautiful so we move to the next sutra sutra 26 says because it is of the nature of the fruits of all yoga this is strange isn't it you know what he is saying all the paths come finally to bhakti marg only union with god so even if you are going on the path of intellectual you know intelligence like you know <laughs> the path of knowledge it leads you to bhakti marg if you are on the path of karma yoga karma yoga's culmination is again on bhakti marg even if you try your yoga toga or whatever that is you know contemplation and all sir finally all that is coming to bhakti only so he says very clearly why are you bothered why not do bhakti only first instead of going through all these you know ring mar roll in this world you know merry go round why go all there just go to the path of devotion and that's it finish don't no qualification required you just you just have to go mad and gaga over the lord that's it you may say how sing songs everybody sing songs okay everybody sing songs <laughs> play music for the lord of course do that do you have to recite any verses don't even bother it's not required sanskrit language sir who cares devotional part doesn't even require that i have not seen that i have given all my satsangs in english i don't even know the other languages i should not be saying this but let me tell you you have to understand the language of love the rest of it can go out of the window it doesn't matter the language of love is the ultimate and that is why he says all the paths are leading towards that so we move towards the next verse which is sutra 27 narada says also because of god's dislike for egotism and because of his love for meekness devotion alone is superior why is devotion superior because all other paths are leading you towards ego how do they lead you to ego have you seen those great pundits they say i know this by heart i know that by heart i can recite the vedas i can recite the bhagavad gita like this like that da 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 they just keep on reciting it and thinking that they oh they know the intellectual path basically i am the greatest yogi of all it is your ego talking i know sanskrit it's your ego talking you know fortunately for me i did not know sanskrit when i came in the path of spiritual i had to ask somebody what is written over here please the person said oh this is what is written i said can you tell me what is the meaning of this you are some sanskrit scholar no can you tell me the meaning of this no i don't know i can give you a translation of it translation to what i am doing isn't it but exposition 
nobody can give exposition on those verses so the intellectual path out path any other path even the path of karma yoga i did it the idea is what do you mean by i did it the idea that you are doing it tells you that you have a fantastic big ego fat ego so karma yoga is again a path which is a very fat ego tells you i did it you know i gave them that i brought this prasada oh yes i brought these flowers it cost me 500 rupees that is called ego do you know that so he says god krishna dislikes egotism he doesn't like egoism at all he says if you are an egoist person get out you cannot have your ego and that is the reason why we tell the people you know when they come to our krishna ashram we tell them put your chappals outside don't bring your ego inside because if you bring your ego inside there is no devotion there and what does he say krishna loves meekness you see when you say yes sir yes sir yes sir meek you have to become as tiny as a mouse you should not have a big mouth by the way blah 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 i did 21 days of this meditation 21 days of meditation krishna is looking at them so wow he did 21 days of meditation to reach me i am standing here in front of you and you even in your meditation you can't reach me have i not told you the stories namdeva he was meeting god every day but he didn't know he is god also think like that 21 days of meditation no i was 6 months i had gone to this yoga retreat and i got my teacher certificate you became a teacher of yoga yeah and krishna says wow you got a yoga teacher certificate very good sir no entry for you here where goloka no entry sir because you can take your certificate and go and teach all those idiots over there who are interested in that so all teacher certificates becoming yoga masters these that who is telling you that krishna is saying see he says also because god's dislike of egoism who is god over here narayana krishna sir and narada is saying god also dislikes this so what does he like he likes because his love for meekness devotion is all about being very meek you know meek no meek like a mouse meek means very simple you don't do anything you just sit over there Hmm. Somebody is singing. You can join. You can clap. If you don't know how to sing, you know. If you think your voice is so bad, you can clap. You can dance. You can go in an ecstatic state, like Ram Krishna Paramahansa. You can just go like that. You don't show your tantrums. You don't show your ego. You don't show any of your. mannerisms over they don't have to show mannerisms there you don't have to show oh this is the way i got to put the flowers what is this this is the way i got to put the flowers what are you talking it doesn't matter have you gone to this jagannath you know where uh, jagannath puri or uh, any of these great places you seen all those devotees they are thronging they are pushing each other they are pushing each other and going ahead where is where is that thing which is called discipline over there nobody is disciplined they just want to see the lord like this and walk away from there and they all get pushed out by the way you don't even have to try getting out you you stand over there and you are getting pushed out like that <laughs> you see even in tirupati it is the same thing i'm not saying people are uh, like that but understand one thing there is no such thing as any person who is a devotee wants to again do like this like this like this what you have taken darshan though what is this you are doing again you want to do like this you have taken one darshan enough get out no i want to see once again i want to see once again 
<laughs> so this once again thing is very very sweet let me tell you i personally admire people who make such a big hullabaloo going over there pushing each other <laughs> they might not even have paid a rupee to enter but they are mad about god yeah please remove all those guys who are egoist over there okay please remove them out so this idea is krishna is saying to narada remember this krishna has told this to narada that is why narada is saying so narada says also because god's dislike for egoism and because of his love for meekness he likes very simple souls not bothered about how you dress what you do how you say the words not bothered about even if you say krishna rama whatever it's okay it does not matter just that's it that is the sweetness of love so devotion alone is superior devotion is superior so did you get this so this is the sweetness of devotion and that we have come to the end of verse 27 So after this if anybody comes and asks me which is the superior path I will tell them Narad Bhakti Sutra says the path of devotion is way ahead superior than any other path you may follow one path I didn't touch you know which path I didn't touch all that tantra mantra jantra all that I never touched that because in this it doesn't even come all right so that path itself is not even considered so forget about it So story time <laughs> Now story time is a very funny time because you I was told that I love to hear your stories maybe I am sleeping the whole satsang but when the story comes no I am interested in listening to your stories <laughs> Now all those who are south indians will not like my pronunciations okay so kindly excuse my pronunciation because i am going to talk about a south indian saint we call her andal you know andal yes very good now this andal is one of the greatest revered saints of south india why do i have to call her a saint she was an avatar of lakshmi all right and she came on this earth now there are a group of saints and now nobody knows their origin but they are called alwars alwars okay alwars now these are great saints now they are supposedly 12 in number but people only consider 10 of them the 11th one is this and there is a 12th one also these two are eliminated what were these people famous for they were famous for the devotion of krishna himself so we come to the story of andal now what happened to her was one day the father and the mother now don't ask me their names they saw a small baby near the tulsi you know there is a tulsi madam they call it small plant over there they saw this small girl over there baby so they brought her up and when they were bringing her up because of their leaning towards the lord now in south there are two you know vishnu avatars which people revel one is venkateshwara which is there in uh, what is that tirupati and the second one is sri rangam ranganath swami they call him okay yeah so these two are always revered so much both are the same both are avatars of the divine lord himself 
So this young girl who was reared and brought up by this couple used to keep on listening to the stories of the Lord. She used to love the Bhagavatam so much that when her father was reciting the Bhagavatam, one day she got into a revere, lost in it, and she was transported to the land of Goloka. In her own mind, a small girl, she thought to herself, all these gopis are there. They are in love with Krishna. I am also a gopi. And she got very intoxicated by this. And she said, I am a gopi. I want to marry Krishna. And her only dream was to marry Krishna. In North India, there is Mirabai. There is Radha in still further up. They are like gopis. They are very, very high up in the order of Bhakti Mark. So Andal was so much interested in Krishna and she was lost in Ranganatha Swami over there that she would cry every now and then. Words were coming from her mouth which were, I mean, today if I say those words, you will be ashamed. You see, not because of the words, but because of their deeper meaning. It's like in the East we had a very great saint who wrote poems over there. They called Git Govind. Jaydeva's Git Govind is very famous. Her poems are much more famous in South because they are intoxicating. And she would cry for the Lord so much. She grew up writing poems, beautiful ones. Now it so happened that one day she was playing with her friends. And you know how children are, you know. They will take a stick and they will draw something on the ground. So while she is drawing, she said, you know, I will close my eyes. And I will take the stick and I will draw it right round me. And if the two ends were to meet when my eyes are closed, and if I draw with the stick like this and it comes and meets, then I will get married to Krishna. I mean, <laughs> this is how children behave, isn't it? So she said, I will do like this. And she did that. And from that day onwards, she said, I am going to wait for Krishna to come. But Krishna never came. She was very upset. And in that upset sense also she wrote a lot of poems. And those were very, very heartening. They were very, very touching. So one day she said, Krishna, what is this? When I am so much in love with you, you are not even coming. What is the meaning of this? So she closed her eyes and started singing wildly songs to Krishna. And in that intoxicated state, she got so lost that she entered the body of Krishna. Later on, when she opened her eyes, people asked her, all her friends asked her, what happened to you? She says, didn't you see? I was completely immersed in Krishna. Now I am married to him. She went on to live for a few years. Today, when they have the Brahmotsavam, the garland which is worn by her is taken to the Lord. In these two places, there are many other places by the way. So this garland which is worn by Andal is taken to Tirupati 
okay and shrirangam and then it is put on the lord it's a very very auspicious thing if you see the brahmotsam you will come to know that this har which is made of tulsi leaves flowers which are loved by krishna and chafa what do you call that champaka and one more flower white color flower these flowers and these malas are put on this lord this is the love that she had for the divine lord one of the greatest saints of all times one of the gopis of krishna i'm sure you would have enjoyed this story if there was time more time but i think we have come to the end of this satsang i'll take your leave and i will see you all tomorrow tomorrow we will do from verse 28 onwards take care have a very great evening bye